0: Hallelujah. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord this morning. Hallelujah. How do you know we got angels watching over us? Angels keeping us. Thank God. When you get on 81, you need an angel. Amen. At least one. Maybe a couple. Praise God. Hallelujah. Just right over there's fat. Yeah. Thank you. Praise the Lord. How yeah, I many of you are looking for a great year coming up this year? I believe God has great things planned for our, for our life into the, coming into this uh, new year. How many of you know the Lord's coming back soon? Amen. How many of you? Soon and very soon, we're going to see the King. Amen. Soon and very soon, we're going to see the, going to see the King. I do want to mention Brother Dale Perry's. Uh, Son is going in for surgery. I believe it's this month on the fourteenth. Uh, he's got to have a valve uh, in his heart put in. So, will you guys be praying for, be praying for him and his family? I believe his name is Tony. Am I correct? So, if you'll be praying for him in this twenty-one days of prayer and fasting, I believe everything's going to go good. So, be remembering that in uh, that in prayer. Amen. Praise the Lord. I want to speak this morning just for a, a few minutes on. Fulfilling our calling in 2020. I believe each one of us here has a call of God on our life. It looks different for every one of us. But before you were even born, God had a plan, He had a purpose. He had a destiny, and he had a calling on your life. Whether you're sitting here this morning and you are a teen, whether you're sitting here this morning and you're 3, 4, 5, six, seven years old, whether you're here and you're 80 years old, 90 years old, God still has a purpose and plan for your life. He has a calling on your life. But this year coming up, what does it look like for you? Have you stopped for maybe a, a period of time, and have you looked at what your life, you want your life to be this coming year in the Lord? Have you, if you maybe got a calendar and focused in, God, this is what I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move forward to, I'm going to look to, I'm going to believe in, in 2020. Have you set any goals that God, I believe spiritually, physically, financially, mentally, I've set some goals that I want you to do in my life, and I'm believing by faith that you're going you're to do it. For we all have a, a calling, we all have a purpose, and God has a design for every one of our lives. No matter where you're at spiritually, maybe you're a, just a n- newborn Christian in Christ, May you've been living for God for a long time. Maybe you've had failures in your life, like we all have. But still, God, no matter how many times you've messed up, no matter how many times you've failed, still God's plan has not changed in your life. And I wrote some few things down that that I have decided, with God's help this year, that I want to do. I want to work on my purpose and my calling. I want to craft it. I want to shape it better. I want to have a more effective prayer life in my life. I want to listen to the Word of God and study the Word of God more. I want to to walk by faith this year and not by sight. I want to reshape my morning routine where God is getting more of my time. I want to study and listen and work on visionary leadership this year. I want to have a regular exercise program. And everybody said, amen. Let's say that again. Let's say uh, that, that one didn't sound spiritual. I want to have a regular exercise program. And everybody said, uh, that's, 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 that's better. I want to carve out coffee dates with my wife, with my daughter, with my niece, my nephew, my, my family. I want to read more books next year on leadership. I want to be in the Word more. What does it look like for you to have a productive year next year? What does it look like for you to have a vision going into next year? Do you have an, do you have an action plan? Of what you want God to do in your your life? What does it look like for spiritual growth in your life? See, we all need to decide that this year we're gonna walk by faith and not by sight. We all need to make this year an exciting year. We need to make it an overcoming year. We need to make it a high scoring year. We need to make it a plan of action, a year with passion. We need to make it a focus year. I'm not sure what life plan that you have. I'm not sure what goals you've drawn up. And I'm not sure what success looks like for you this upcoming year. But as we go into this 21 days of prayer and of fasting, I think as we go into this year with 21, day, 21 days excuse me, of prayer and fasting, I believe if we will be motivated and ask the Spirit to spiritually motivate us into what that next year looks like for you and I, I believe it can be a prosperous year. That's, okay. That's quiet. I believe it can be a a prosperous year. I believe it can be an overcoming year for you. I I believe it can be a... A, a year-breaking year for you. I can. I believe it can be a year that you stand strong. I believe it is a year that you can win at life. I think this can be a winning year for every one of us. Can you say Amen? Everyone wants to win. No one wants to fail. Everyone wants to be successful, and everyone wants to. Be an overcomer. Every one of us wants to win at life. Every one of us wants to be an overcomer in life. None of us, none of us here want to lose. So everything that you've looked at this coming year in your life that you want to see happen, and you believe God can do great, You believe God can do mighty things in your life. He said, I can do above and exceedingly what you can even imagine or even think. I can go beyond that. Well, Brother Roy, if he can go beyond anything that I can imagine and I can think, than any goals or anything that I have put down and things that I would like to achieve and get to, that means if God is on my side, I can do far imaginable through the Holy Spirit anything that I've dreamed or think or imagined. The problem is there's two roadblocks that stand in our way. There's There's two obstacles that stand in our way. There's two hurdles. There's two walls. There's two barricades that stand in your way and in my way of fulfilling the dream and calling that God has for every one of our lives. It's You're not going to, if you talk to successful people or read about successful people, and you, they do an interview with them, they don't, you don't hear any of them say, you know what? I just woke up two years ago and fell into success. I didn't just wake up a year ago and all of this just happened for me. It's always an uphill climb on what God has for you. And so the enemy is going to make sure that he puts a barricade, he puts a a block, he puts some type of hurdle in your way to getting what God has for you. How many believe that? You're not just going to slide into it this upcoming year. Your marriage is not going to be successful just because you want it to be successful. You're going to have to do things to make it successful. Your finances are not going to be successful unless you do things to make it successful. Your health, you can't be eating Twinkies and Little Debbie and chocolate chip cookies and all the good stuff, the coconut pie I like. And not exercise. And I uh, think this would be a record year health for you. That little, that little lady on that little Debbie box is not there to help your health. But there are two things that's going to keep you and I... From achieving what God wants you and I to achieve. And how many of you believe with me? God wants you to be successful spiritually and achieve everything that he has for you this morning. How many of you believe that? But well, there's going to be two roadblocks that stand in your way. And the number one roadblock is going to be, it's going to stand in your way from getting all that God has for you and wants you to have, there's going to be two roadblocks that stand in your way from getting that. And the first one is yourself. The first obstacle is yourself. Not believing in yourself. You stop believing in yourself Because of your past sins. You stop believing in yourself because of the sins that you committed 10 years ago, 5 years ago, 2 years ago, a year ago, 3 months ago. You're letting your past sins define who you are at this present moment. You're letting your past sins weigh you down. You're letting your past sins sap motivation from your success. You're letting your past sins stop you from starting that new business. You're letting that your past sins stop you from standing tall on the inside. You're letting your past sins rob you from a greater life. See, believe this or not, God was not surprised. When you had to go through that divorce. God was not surprised when you told that lie. You shouldn't have told it, but he wasn't surprised when you did. God wasn't surprised when you conned that one financially. God wasn't surprised when you hurt that one. God wasn't surprised by that guilt and that rejection and that sin that you committed. God was not surprised. That's why James chapter 5, verse 16 puts it this way. If there is sin, let's say it together, confess it. Let's say it again. If there is sin, confess it. That's why John 1, 9 says, if you confess your sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins. Everybody should say a big amen there all of us have sinned and come short of the glory of God, all of us. And to cleanse us from all, say all, all of our unrighteousness. Jesus says no more guilt, no more regret, no more feeling sorry for yourself because I have forgiven you. You, thank God, let's give the Lord a big hand for his mercy and his grace. Thank God I'm forgiven. The Apostle Paul put it this way. This was a man with a lot of past sins. He'd become one of the greatest apostles in the New Testament. This passage of Scripture tells us, listen to this, to move on. Philippians chapter 3 and verse 13. Brothers and sisters, let's read this together. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, one thing I do, forgetting what is behind, forgetting my past sins and reaching forward to what's ahead. I'm not going to let my past sins, I'm not going to let the hurdle, the obstacle... The thing that's in my way, I'm not going to let it keep me, my past sins, myself, from reaching forward to what God has ahead for me. Amen. I'm not going to let my past sins hinder me, which is myself. I'm allowing my past sins to hinder me. I am forgiven through the blood of Jesus Christ. And now, because I am forgiven, look at your neighbor and say, I'm forgiven. I'm forgiven of that stuff. I'm going to reach forward. I'm going to strive. I'm going to push. I'm going to go forward to what the head God has had for me. I'm going to look at that new business. I'm going, to, I'm going to look what God has got. I'm going to look at my marriage being better. I'm going to look at this being better. I'm going to see this going greater. Why? Because I am forgetting of those past sins and I'm looking forward and I'm not going to let that barricade that block me from what God has in my life. Because every one of us carry guilt and regret in our life. And it's time this year we let take that load off and allow God to refresh us in moving forward than what God has ahead for us. The truth is, unless you let go, unless you forgive, unless you forgive the situation, unless you realize that the situation is over, you cannot move on. The second obstacle that we face was still the first obstacle, but the second is having a fear of failure to stop you. Having this fear of failure. Now, how many has failed? They did a a survey, and this is going to surprise you. They did a survey, and out of all these people they surveyed, out of all 100 of them, they found out, it's going to surprise you, that all 100 of them was failures, that they had failed in life before they ever got the success of what God wanted for them. Every one of us has failed. Every one of us has failed. And you will continually fail at times. They asked one uh, sports athlete one time, they asked him, how did you get so successful? He said, through all of my failures. They asked Michael Jordan one time, How did you get as good as you are? He said, I just, he said that I I think he had, I don't remember how many foul shots that he had made, but he said, I've missed like 10,000, I believe. It was unreal. The fear of failure. The fear of failure makes you worry about what other people think about you. The fear of failure makes you worry about your ability to pursue the future you desire. The fear of failure makes you worry about people will lose interest in you. The fear of failure makes you worry how smart or capable you are. The fear of of failure makes you worry about disappointing people whose opinion you value. The fear of failure makes you lower your expectations. Babe Ruth was once baseball's all-time home-run king. But did you know that he was also the all-time strikeout champion? For all of you baseball fans, he struck out almost twice as often as he hit home runs. He, know, he knew excuse me, that he had to risk striking out in order to hit those home runs. When asked for the secret of success, Ruth, uh, Ruth replied, I just keep on swinging at the ball. A church growth leader at a conference once asked some pastors, what keeps you from building a great work for God? Not yourself, but for God. The answer, number one answer was when they did this survey, survey was the fear of failure. That's ourself, us. We we keep the fear of failure in our life because of our past mistakes. We tried it and it didn't work. We tried to lose weight, didn't work. We tried to read our Bible more, didn't work. We tried to pray more, didn't work. I tried to start this and didn't work. I tried to start that. It didn't work. I tried to do this and it didn't work. So, all of these failures make me a failure? No. You're not a failure. You failed, but you're not a failure. And do you know the fear of having the fear of failure will keep you from getting what God has already designed and has planned for your life. Are you going to step out in faith? Are you going to believe by faith that that what God has beyond this obstacle, this hurdle, this wall, that by faith I can obtain it? You don't know my past, Pastor. I don't. And it might be horrible. But you know one thing? You serve a mighty God. Come on, come on. You serve a mighty God that is able to do exceedingly abundantly all you've ever asked or think. He is a mighty God. Come on, He is a mighty God. And if He's a mighty God and I'm not a failure because He made me, I might have but I'm not a failure because the mighty God created me and He has great things planned for me, then this fear of failure, this hurdle of failure in my life can be removed and I can obtain what God has for me. Now let's give the Lord a hand. One person wrote failure is a necessary step towards success. Failures are fingerprints on the road to achievement. We can fail we can excuse me. we can fall forward towards success. I love this story about Abraham Lincoln. You heard it in history class. Let me refresh your memory at age nine. His mom dies. He attended only one year of formal school in education because his family needed him to work at age 20 he was fired from his job as a store clerk abraham lincoln in 1832 he ran for the state chamber and was defeated he came in eighth out of 13 that was running one person called him abraham lincoln you're just a loser One year later, his business failed after his partner died. He spent the next 17 years paying off that debt. In 1834, a year later, he was elected to the Illinois State Chamber of Commerce. There's a win. Then the following year, his sweetheart of four years dies. He had a nervous breakdown and spent six months... In bed. A year after that, he was defeated for the Illinois House Speaker. He was married, had four children. His four year old died. He was defeated for the nominee to Congress. Finally, he was elected to Congress in 1842. Two years later, he lost re election. In 1849, he was rejected for the position of the U.S. Uh, House and Office of the the United States. In 1854, he was defeated in his attempt for the U.S. Senate. Two years later, he was defeated for the nominee as the Vice President. Two years after that, he was defeated again for the U.S. Senate. Finally, at age 51, he was elected as the 16th President of the United States of America. Not allowing... That obstacle, the barricade, that wall, a failure to stand in his way. Second Timothy chapter 1 verse 7 puts it this way. For God has not given us a spirit of fear or the spirit of failure, but a power and of love and a sound mind. Don't allow the fear of failure to keep you from doing what God has called you to do. This, this is a winning year. This is an overcoming year. This is a year that you can accomplish what God wants you to accomplish through the Spirit of God. Roger Stalback, Roger God forgive me for mentioning a Dallas Cowboy name in the pulpit, okay? Roger Stalback, once a star quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys, said, now listen to what he said, Winning isn't getting ahead of others. It's getting ahead of yourself. Meaning you got to believe in yourself. Through the power and work of the Spirit. The second obstacle that we will face this coming year. Is the enemy. The enemy does not, look at your neighbor and says, does not, want you to get what God has planned for you. The enemy is going to put a barricade, he's going to put a hurdle, he's going to put everything he can in 2020 to keep you from obtaining what God has for you. Just write that down. Remember that. That the enemy is going to do everything that he can to keep you from getting what God wants you to have. So not only your, your, yourself, not only rejection, but the enemy stands there waiting to stop you from getting what God has for your life. Through this 21 years of, 21, days of, excuse me, 21 days of prayer and fasting, the enemy is going to do everything he can to stop you from getting what God has for your life. It's going to be an all-out stop progress for Satan. He's going all out to keep you from having an overcoming year. He's going to come he's going to, he's going to go all out to stop from God healing your body. He's going to go out, all out from stop this year from saving your loved ones. Listen, he's going to go all out to try to stop from you being delivered from that addiction. He's going to go all out and try to stop uh, for you to get what God believe, that you believe and think and imagine that God can do in your life. He's going to go all out to stop you. He wants to kill your dream, your business adventure. He wants that purpose and plan for your life to be destroyed. Did you hear this pastor? He does not want you to get what God has planned for you. But I got news for the devil. Might have been hard, might have been hard in 2019. Might have been hard in your marriage. Might have been hard in that business adventure. Might have been hard getting that promotion. You might have not have got healed in 2019. Maybe that wavered child didn't come home. Maybe you couldn't get that business off the ground. Maybe your finances is not where you thought they would be. But I come to tell you this morning, we got power over the enemy. This hurdle called the enemy that stands in my way, Brother Jerry, God told me something in John 10.10 that removes this. God told me something in John 10.10. no matter, how may, no matter how bad it might have been in 2019. And the enemy is going to do everything he can do to stop you in 2.20. Do you understand that? But John 10.10 tells me. The thief does not come except to. To steal, kill, and what? Destroy. But this is what, this is what Jesus said. He said, I come that you may have life. Hallelujah. I feel the anointing. Listen, he, Jesus said, I come that you might have what? Life. I come that you might have what? Life. And how much life? And have it to thee what? Full or more abundantly. C.S. Lewis said, if you didn't believe in the devil... The problem is that most people overestimate or underestimate spiritual warfare where everything is the devil or nothing is the devil. C.S. Lewis said the devil likes it when we overbelieve or underbelieve, he just does not want you to believe what the Bible says about spiritual warfare. Anytime you attempt, to make a significant step towards spiritual growth, to pre- prepare for a new season, to fulfill God's purpose, to fulfill God's vision, you've got to realize you cannot ignore that you got an enemy. But as children of God, and you and I have inherited all rights and privileges that bring us as a child of God, we don't have to take a back seat to The enemy, Brother Wayne. We don't have to take a back seat, none of us, to the enemy. Somebody needs to hear this this morning. Listen. You're going to have to say, God, my past failures is not going to define me. And my sins, Brother Wayne... It's got nothing to do with what God's going to do in the future for me because they're under the blood. I'm not, no, no matter. Come on, church. It doesn't matter how bad the sin is. If you've asked Jesus Christ to forgive you, it's under the blood. So devil, i want to let you know that John 10.10 10 tells me. Thief comes only to steal, kill and destroy, but I have come that you might have what that you might have life this year's 220 can be a can be a year of life, not a year of oppression and a, a year of depression yes we're going to have trouble yes we're going to have. Mountains that we have to climb—the ones that went to the top of the mountain with Christ really knew who Christ was—and yes, we're going to have mountains that we have to climb. But John ten ten tells me that I can have life to the fullest. Ephesians chapter 6, verse ten through eleven says, "Finally, listen." Finally, and I'm closing if you guys come on. Finally, be strong in the Lord. Let's say that. Finally, be strong in the Lord. How many of you want to be strong in the Lord this year? Come on, let's say it again. Finally, be strong in the Lord. And what? And in His mighty power, put on the full armor of God so that you may be stand the enemy's schemes. I love in Matthew chapter 4, the enemy tries his very best to stop Jesus. And the devil says to him, I'm going to stop your purpose, your destiny, and his plan from on, listen from being fulfilled on the cross. Now get this, folks, just come on, gather in with me, we're getting ready to close. In Matthew 4, the enemy tries his very best to stand in the way of Jesus of going to the cross. The enemy tries to stand in the way of Jesus from going to that whipping post and going to the cross. His plan and his purpose and his destiny unfolded. And if the enemy had stopped him, we would have been in big trouble. People would not have been saved or healed. People would not have been free from their addictions. People would have been not walking in favor. People would not have been worshiping. We wouldn't have a home in heaven. We wouldn't be eating at the marriage supper of the Lamb. Our sins wouldn't have been forgiven. And our name wouldn't have been in the Lamb's book of life. If Jesus would allow his purpose to have been stopped. Don't allow the enemy to stop your purpose. I don't care how young or how old you are. Don't allow the enemy to put a barricade. Put a block, put a wall in front of you. Let me close with this. Because my God said that He can remove everything in my life. My fears, my sins, my failures, and the enemy. He can remove it out and set it over here, and I can walk right in to the plan and the purpose and the calling and the destination that God has for my life. Every one of us here, in Jesus' name, let's stand. I wrote down what could what could be ahead for you if you would face that enemy head on and face those fears head on and face that sin head on. What could God do in your life? If God, if Jesus went to the cross and he went to the whipping post prior to that for our healing, and God accomplished that, Jesus accomplished all of that in his purpose. What does he plan God plan for us that we can accomplish? through our purpose and through our destiny for our life. Amen. How many how many believe that God has great things planned for 2020? Amen. How many how many you going to say I'm not going to allow the devil, I'm not even going to allow myself or my fear of failure or sins to stop me for what God has planned for my life. Let's give the Lord a hand. Amen. I want them to sing and this is what i want you to do before we close in prayer i want you to take someone by the hand whether it be your husband a wife a friend a family member and i want you to pray for them their life coming up in 2020 i'm going to ask them to i'm going to ask everybody just please stay in the auditorium and not be moving around and i'm going to ask tina and them and i'm going to ask them to play and sing and i want you to pray for each other for this coming year coming up who goes before me? Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. God, I just pray over your people this morning, God. Oh, God, I just pray over your people. Sky could be the limit for your people this morning, God. Lord, you, you just put your favor upon your people this morning. Your favor this year in 2020, your favor is taking us from being on the back row in life and setting us on the front row. Your favor, God, I'm. I'm praying over health right now in Jesus' name. God, everyone that needs a healing in their body in 2020, we're claiming healing's coming to their body. We're claiming the healing's coming. The ones that need wisdom for family members, we're asking you, God, to give them wisdom right now. The ones that need a breakthrough in their marriage, I ask you right now, God, I ask you, God, right now in 2020 will be the strongest year of their marriage, God, but they got to work at it. God, I'm asking God for relationships to be mended. I'm asking God for drama to be out of out of families' lives. I'm asking for the Spirit of God to move in a mighty way. I'm asking the Holy Ghost to invade us with His Spirit this coming year. I'm asking new businesses that are starting up in our community and with our families and our friends. I'm asking God that they will succeed, God. I'm asking you, God, to take people that are, Lord, they're on uh, 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 just a fixed income. I'm asking you, Lord, to let their money go beyond anything they could drink through imagine i thank you god and ask you to take care of our moms god Take care of our dads, God. Take care of our children. Put put an angel to protect and watch over our children this upcoming year. To watch over our grandkids, God. I'm asking the ones that's got kids off the college, God. That you will protect them and watch over them. And you will keep their minds and their hearts pure. I pray for the ones that have children that live away from here, God. That, Lord, that they pray. That they make the right decisions when they're not close to mom and dad. I'm praying, God, that your spirit will just Overflow our families right now I'm asking for increase In every area of our life Every one of our children God I ask You that they will live in health God, that you will touch our children. You will put protection over our children, God. That God's Spirit will walk with our children, God. Our little children that are down in children's church, we're asking you, God, to touch them. We're asking you to touch our teens. God, just put your uh, Spirit upon our teens and our elderly, God, that your Spirit just fills them. We're believing that 2020 is going to be an overcoming year in Jesus' name. Let's give the Lord a big hand. Amen. Come on, church. Let's give the Lord a big hand. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. believe God's going to do it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Sing this with her and you are dismissed.